Storygram Network. Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at Transistor.fm. I forgot what to say. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, right, it, was, it was um Under, under the, groove the Groove is sponsored the by gro- The Laugh Seller and Lucky Vans Tattoos. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. <laughs> All right, ready? Okay. Whenever you're ready. Welcome to Under the Groove. My name is Lisa, and my co-host is... Flash Rider. Flash is my cousin, and we grew up together. And the motto of our show is, be someone who makes everybody feel like somebody. Join us in our weekly talk fest about the excitements of life. Nothing to it but to do it. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Welcome to Under the Groove. You know, we've been talking about our childhood in San Francisco, particularly on McAllister Street, where our grandparents' home was. And, you know, in stories about Flash Rider's mom, my favorite auntie, Juliet. We're going to transition right now into some times after my aunt died in 1984. And we're going to talk about my cousin and his graffiti. So this is going to be a fun interview because I want to tell a particular story because it was, I think it was like maybe 1985 or maybe even early 84. And I was watching Saturday morning television, watching this show called Home Turf. Do you remember that show? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It was a uh, Bay Area weekly show that uh, I think it was Dominic. Dominique de Prima. Remember Dominique de Prima? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was a fun home turf. And basically that show like highlighted and profiled Bay Area kids, Bay Area youth and, you know, different (laughs) high schools and that type of thing. So that was really cool. I I love that show. But I was, I remember I was watching one day and talking about graffiti and this graffiti contest that was going on in the Bay area. And all of a sudden across the screen flashes our weekly winner or whatever is Gary Louie of, of San Francisco. And I was like, what, what? That's my cousin. Yes. Yes. I think I placed uh, third in the contest and they gave me a a placard and uh, some type of a certificate of, appreciation or something like that but it was it, it got to be televised which is kind of cool because my crew got to see it which is the uh the almighty here comes trouble <laughs> which is uh my boys here in, in the uh, bay area but i i i do recall that i do i was so excited to be announced and to show my talents that were you know something that i just doodled and just you know just just this kind of came about That was so crazy because you just said, here comes trouble. And I remember that was kind of like your tag or something, right? Here comes trouble. I remember that was your crew. Yes. Can you talk about here comes trouble a little bit or, or what? Who was here? Who who was here comes trouble. Who do I have in our crew was a spy divine pony boy. uh, Crazy. um, Dust one. um, Gams. Uh, UB40 was riding with us, Flyer, my little young son that's still out putting in work, Deuce, he's doing his thing. And a lot of these cats that were piecing back in the days, just like myself, went on to be, you know, bosses in their fields of 
entertaining and artists, artists, um, musicians. There's a lot that came from our crew, man. And I myself, there are, uh, I mean, I'm a professional tattoo artist, so I continue to do uh, things that I love, which I was totally inspired by my graph upbringing. And so in the 80s in San Francisco, graffiti was just like, it was a huge, it was a big thing. It was huge. It was just, it was dominant. I think every high school had its own kind of artists and crews. Uh, I myself was from Macketeer, so we bred graph artists up there. There were a lot of different crews up there um, that held it down for the city and really put out dope-ass artwork. Tell me a little bit more about where you guys would do the graffiti. Can you tell me that? Like, cause I know, I remember you, I used to always get scared cause you'd be like telling me some stories and I'd be like, Oh my God, I'm worried for you. <laughs> well, there, would, there would be the, uh, the, 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 the place that everybody's known would be the cycle city. Um, plenty of pieces there. We've done that. Uh, oh, well that was actually on market street. What was um, cycles? What was cycle city? Cycle City was a, a term that was that came up because of a guy named Doug. He did, he did a piece named Cycle City, uh, the Mellow Fellas, TMF, and from that, that whole space was was basically known as that corner of Cycle City, where a lot of artists would go and do pieces there. Um, we've done several other spots, but that's probably the most iconic of the city. Where were where were you using? Were you using spray paint only, or what was? Yeah, that was our that was our our tool of choice was uh, aerosol cans from Krylon to Rustoleum, a lot of um, <laughs> a lot of hardware store paints that just no name brands that we could use. Um, back in the days, we were underage to purchase aerosol cans, so we had to be real creative on how to come up and get them. How how old were you at that time? So, nineteen eighty four. I was um, 14, and so you were 13, I think. Yes. So I can't do my math that fast right now. (laughs) Too many vodkas right now. Um, But um, so you were probably like, do you remember when you started going out and actually tagging? You know, do you remember what age? I was was in the Diamond Heights area, man, and I would just kind of just wander and with a marker or a can or something. (laughs) You, you. You get up, and from that, there's that deviant part of you that doesn't want to get exposed, but you want to get your name up all over, just like the buses or the corners or or signage. Or I mean, if it was it was something that was high viewed, and you get up, you're going to be seen, and a lot of folks just wanted to really be seen. Were you tagging back then? Here comes trouble, or were you tagging Flash Rider back then? Well, that's our crew. Um, yeah. Flash, Flash was is is, is my uh, is since shoot the eighties. I remember you were Flash. I remember it was Flash, and I remember one time when I was with you, and one of your buddies say, "Hey, Flash," and I was like, "Who's Flash?" And I that was when <laughs> I had just you know I, I had just discovered you were Flash. <laughs> right. Yes. As we assume our own identity in the graph world, that was something that came up. I guess because of maybe because of fighting. I mean, these these hands are pretty quick. I I two pieced a lot of movers that want to try to bully me, and from that, it stuck. Um, those times were a real um, pioneer time for us because we're all breakers as well. So Flash was a breaker. Flash was a graph artist. Flash 
yeah, helped with DJing sometimes with the folks and um, the homies would um, do gigs and and there was all that element of the hip hop era, you know, you music with art. You were a great break dancer. I remember how amazing you were break dancing. And I, I have to tell you, I think it was maybe it was recently, maybe within the last 10 years. So like we were in our like 40s. Ha ha. Everybody knows how old we are now anyway. Um, and we were at, I think it was like your grandparents on your dad's side. Uh, they had an anniversary party. Yes. If you and grandma were having a, a party, we had a DJ there. We, were, <laughs> we decided to break dance in front of them to, uh, I don't know, man. When you have it, you still got it. You still got it. But Bun, you pulled the muscle really bad and you came up to me and you're like, oh shit, because I pulled the muscle really bad. I remember I was like, oh no. I, I'm sorry I laughed, but I thought it was funny because, you know, we... <laughs> and, and that was good though. What we used to do is go to uh, Standard Brands, which is our neighborhood home improvement center. We used to get linoleum. And yes. a good six-by-six six piece of linoleum is what we used to drag around and basically do our breakdancing in. And if we can get a crowd going and they can contribute some change to us, I mean, change got us at least <laughs> McDonald's or something. But, yeah, I mean, shit, we work all day for that. It's funny. <laughs> Wait, Bud, you just said standard brands. I totally remember standard brands. I don't think yeah. that I don't think that place is around anymore. Standard brands. Yeah, we want to put it out of business, probably. <laughs> oh no. You guys took all the paint and all the linoleum and they're like going out of business. Oh, uh, but that isn't around anymore, is it? Standard brands? No, negative. I mean shit. There's all <laughs> kinds of it. But I wonder if the young breakers these days go to Home Depot and get their linoleum. They're like do kids still break dance? I don't ever see break dancers anywhere, everywhere. But back when we were young, like in the city, you could see people would break. Like, like you said, you'd put your linoleum out and you would just, you know, start it. Instead of funking with these guys, you just, you, you battle it out with who has the better skill in strutting and breaking. I mean, all that was some shit. Pop locking is when you're dope and you look good doing it. You're going to get the applause of people that feel it. And if you don't, and you don't have it, They'll boo your ass off and you just weak. <laughs> you were good though, but and you look good too. You were always like, you know, totally cool. You always had like the the look, you know, of the day, you know, like you were always like style. It was that cool. style. Yes. If you didn't have that flavor of style. <laughs> There's that element of um the undergroundness where you don't want to know people, you don't want to give that exposure to your your identity. Um, a lot of homies are like that, but as I got older, I evolved into a different type of artist and my, my tattoos just bring that flavor of graphic to it. My style, which I just kept, I just, um, was true to myself and was never taught professionally in our age. I just did it because of my eye and what I seen. And that's what I love about it is because I continue to do that and have a great following. Flash Rider is my tattoo brand, my graph name since I was a youngster. Um, those that follow me in the Bay Area will understand who I am because of my upbringing with <laughs> those that I was affiliated with. And that's my Acro homies, is my, my ACT homies, um, even my tattoo boys. Strong, strong and deeply rooted in, in, the, in the community in the Bay Area. 
I always felt so um, protected. Like it was cool to have you as a cousin because I remember there's some times where I was in some trouble in the city and all I do is call my cousin. Remember I got mugged on um, on on Vaness and um, Vaness that little that? bar. And this guy yeah, came up to me. He was like, he... he's like just all I had was like this little like college kid and I had my little backpack and I was wearing my pearl earrings. That was back when I wore earrings. Everybody. Um, now I'm such a butch dyke. Ah, oh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, and he like whacked me. He, I saw him coming. He came right up. He was like crazy guy. I came, I was like watching him and then he came up to me. He just like smacked me across the face, tried to rip my backpack off. But I was like, no way, you're not getting my backpack. I pulled it and I went, I ran my friend, my good friend. Um, I won't mention, oh, Andrea, if you're out there listening, you were there too, but you left me. And, but I don't think she knew. She was like just up in front of me. I remember but, Andrea. <laughs> yeah. Remember Dre dog. And then, yeah. um, and then I called you. I'm like, cause this is what happened. And you were there within like 20 minutes. And then we didn't do anything, but you guys, it made me feel like protected. You know, I was like, kind of like explaining well, to you. What I don't happened. Think he, was, he wasn't even around anymore. I mean, if he was, he would have, he would have probably eaten concrete, but he was a homeless probably best guy. That he, yeah. Then it, it's best that he just kind of move on. Yeah. <laughs> There's no sense in challenging him because they don't, they don't got a place to stay. Yeah, he was, he, he, I could tell he was like, I could, I saw his face. He kind of looked like a mad dog. Like he was just staring at me and he didn't know what to do. And he was like, oh, and I was like, oh, shit's going to happen right now. I could feel it. And I looked at him and I kind of went off to the side. I kind of sped up, but I, I couldn't get away. And he just like swacked me and I'm like, uh oh. And then I just got into like survival mode and I just pulled my backpack my earring, my my pearl earring got ripped out, man. <laughs> but anyway, I thought that was, and then, but you know, calling you always made me feel better. It was like, boy, come get me. You always came and bailed me out. No, but absolutely. I, I mean, the, the city's pretty trying. I mean, got to be tough to be in the city. There's a there's a lot of chaos. So to combat that, I'm glad you had family because I was more than willing to be there for you. I mean, you're always there. I mean, you even when I first came out too, you like you come to the Castro with me. You'd want to, you, you know, you go into, you go into like the Cafe San Marcos, like the hottest gay bar in the city with your, and you come in and everybody would, you know, be like, Hey, that was fun. <laughs> that brought a good sense of community, no matter who they were sexually attracted to. They were part of our community, man. And I, I treat them as such. Uh, you know, love when we used to go out because we would go out and we just have fun. I mean, we would just kind of like what we were talking about with your mom, like everywhere I went with her, it was just fun. Like, you know, she yes. would make everything fun and everything was like a, a, a laugh and it was like joking around and, 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 you know, and you could feel that love, but I went yes. to a bar on, I went to a bar once. I don't know if it's there anymore. It's on Venice. I forget the name of it, but I was sitting there and it was, there's just like maybe you know, the, the, that bar is like a lot of people from the marina. So, you know, you get a lot of people that live in the marina district of San Francisco who are not from there. You know, they're like these young urban professionals. Um, and this is like in the late 80s, uh, early 90s when I was, you know, at San Francisco State. And, you know, I hung out there a lot and um, at this bar. And this one bartender, she said to me one day, she goes, are you a native San Franciscan? And I said, yep, I'm a native San Franciscan. And she goes, I could tell them every time. And I thought that was so cool, you know. That was really cool. That she, <laughs> well, certain the bars that that our folks would be hanging out would be, um, I mean, it might take a bone with some of these these folks. Would be like the Brick House, um, 
uh, Noe's, um, <laughs> and then I you go up for mission was, <laughs> I mean, there would be a lot of times we'd get 86 out of these places. And if you don't know what the word 86 means is you get kicked the fuck out and you can't come back. <laughs> Do you remember this place called Cal's? I don't was that a cows. place or am I just made? I feel like sometimes I think of things and I'm like, was that a real place? No, I, I feel like there was a club called Cal's on California street. And it was like, um, in on not California street. It was in you on union street and it was called Cal's, but maybe I'm not uh, remembering it right. Anyway, I thought that was a club we used to go to. I don't know. A lot know. of clubs that we actually went to were, um, like you say, city nights. Um, there was club barrage, um, DVA, Oh, DDA. Uh, Townsend. Townsend. I mean, some of the ones that actually played some of our kind of music that we like dancing to, but yeah, after a while, since I had kids, I just kind of drifted away from the club scene because it was just getting too kind of airy. So. Oh, I know, I know. I I mean, I that was like what, like, I'm thinking like we're talking like late 80s. Early 90s. Early yeah, 90s. late 80s, early 90s, definitely. And uh, from that point, I mean, it was a real big club scene. I mean, our generation was out dancing drinking and i mean patronizing a lot of the local businesses especially the eateries because in the missions we went straight to a burrito after the clubs i mean if if you weren't at denny's or that place in daily city uh ling noms or something like that if you had a car yeah well you know you had to get your soup if they were open so you got to sober up and get some beef noodle soup or something because that was just one of the places that were open after the clubs Ling Noms. I remember Ling Noms. Oh my gosh. That's so crazy. I don't, I mean, we're jumping ahead now. I feel like we're in our twenties right now, but like, I feel like, um, that was such a fun time in the city, late eighties, early nineties. I mean, I remember having every night of the week. I remember it was like Sunday was fun day. Monday was something. Tuesday was release. Wednesday was something else at, you know, Sound Factory. Thursday was Kit Kat. Friday was Sound Factory Friday nights. And and it started all over again. You know, it was like every single night. That was so fun. But I just want everybody out there to know, and if my parents are listening, I still got straight A's in college. I was just going out a lot. Yeah, I feel like I needed that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because, I mean, even from the Bay and then you moved up to uh, Washington, it was funny. We were up there visiting you in uh, Seattle and you took us to some clubs up there. And, and me and my brother, we were laughing because they were like straight lesbian clubs and we're <laughs> I know. chilling. You know, it's so weird, but I have so many guy cousins like you and, you know, um, Cones and everybody. And like everybody used to always want to take me out with them because like I was a good, I was a good wing woman, you know, but you were, you were already kind of, you were already, um, you know, you and Reese were already together and stuff. That was like yeah. before that, but like, yeah, I didn't have that yeah. problem. I have to say, you know, the two of us together, we were kind of like chick magnets when we before we were married. Like we were, is that kind right. of ego, that's right. kind of egotistical, isn't it? Oh my god, I just remember being with you out, and I just remember how people would just be like, "Who are those two people, and what's going on?" It was me and you, and because we just look so cool, I guess I don't know. I have no idea. I remember specific memories. It was the energy because people yeah. I just don't understand that we're cousins and our energy comes from where we're youth. We've, we've been entertainers ever since we're what if times. You know what I'm saying? I mean, all right, we gotta, we gotta stop right there. That, what is what if? Okay, tell everybody, the listeners, what what if is. What if was our show that we came up when, when we were, I, man, pre. 
cool teenage years and we filmed it and we got our aunties involved. We got our sisters and uh, whoever was involved with it. It was hilarious, but we just put on a show at home. Uh, we used probably a VHS uh, recorder back in those days. And man, I mean, just the creativity we had um, coming up with skits and, and plots and, and writing it, it was all off the dome and we did it out of fun. We didn't, we didn't go crazy, but we just, we had a good, we had a good show, and I mean, our families have probably copies of it that laughed at us at the time, but watch it now, and it'll tick your bone, because we got some aunties in there doing some stuff that you probably be cracking up about. I know. Remember, okay, there was one, you did something, I specifically remember one joke that you told, and you're like sitting there with your brim hat on and your glasses. That was a boobies joke. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> what kind of, what kind of bees make milk? And then your little body and your little voice goes, boobies. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, my God. That was so hilarious. And then we did, we, we would do, um, we would do uh, like air rock, you know, air band. And then oh, yeah. my favorite skit that we, that Gina and I ever did, we pretended we were the Go-Go's and we like dressed up like we put like oh, yeah. towel turbans on our heads and we put like, like night cream on our face and we were like we got the beat everybody get on your uh, we got we were like singing it was so funny that was hilarious what we got the, we we got we got that video to prove it i swear cuz that is our humble beginnings but you were like such the great host of what if you're like what if dolly parton something what if you know i don't even know what the questions were anymore i can't even remember but you were like and then we would like answer the questions on the show like what if <laughs> That's so funny <laughs> oh my gosh i loved it and you would do a you would do a lot of popping and locking on the what if show we should, I got, who has that? I ain't got, anybody has a copy out there and might be one of our relatives, send it in. We'll, we'll send you a t-shirt or um, <laughs> earrings that we don't have. I don't know. What do you want? <laughs> what do you want? We'll give it to you. Oh, that was so fun. And then, um, yeah. And then remember we used to, uh, we used to always say that when we grew up, we were going to have a house and every single wall in the house was going to be lickable. <laughs> Like you could lick the walls. Remember the lickable walls? Well, because we were gonna have our candy factory. Our whole take on Willy Wonka was our was our was our candy factory. I mean, since we're kids, we're like, cuz we get older, we're gonna have that candy factory. And it was something that we always just we, we said to each other because it was our hope. I know, and you know what, to this day, I mean, I'm uh, you know, 51. Um, and you're not even 50 yet. You just turned 50, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Half a century. Half a century. But even to this day, even like in our, in our lives, you know, we have families and we're like doing all kinds of fun stuff in our lives. And even the today, when we talk, we're like, what about our candy factory? (laughs) Even like, like yesterday or whatever, like, what what about our candy factory? Oh my God! Because hey, you you got you got great uh, uh, degrees of uh, of scholar, and here you go. What about our candy factory? That's my favorite thing to think about. Our candy factory. Like I'm always like, are you, you know, kidding me? No, just I to say it. that to you would make us smile. Just to, I gotta get to Lisa because I wanna. What does she have to add to our candy factory? And it would just be some conversation we have. I know. I love candy. Like what? Okay. What was your favorite candy growing up? 
I can tell you mine. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Man? I know my, yours. My mom worked at candy factory. So definitely the gummy bears. Yep. You <laughs> like that. the gummy bears, the cola bears, the banana chips, the, Oh my God. That, that, that place just, I, I just, when she worked there, I thought she was a goddess. I was like, Oh my God, you're working where we want to own. I know. I remember the cola, the cola one, the cola gummies. Oh my God. They were like shaped like a Coca-Cola bottle, like a little soda, like a cola bottle. Oh my God. That was so good. It was all silver. I mean, you see me and people thought it was a grill, but I was, that was all cavities. People thought that was cool, but that was straight cavities. I remember your silver grill, but now you have such beautiful teeth. <laughs> your teeth are so beautiful. Man, these, <laughs> these choppers been knocked out. A couple, this right here has been knocked out right here. <laughs> fake one. Wait, you had braces, right? Oh, uh, yeah, a couple of times because, man, I, I, I remember I got I got it off for the second time. And I had my uh, I had my retainer in my, my front pocket here because I used to wear a leather jacket. So the inside pockets were right here. And some guy, I guess, who didn't like me and he tried to punch me, he punched my retainer and broke it. Oh, <gasps> I was so mad because it was cracked in half and I still wore it halfway. And the other side moved, but this side was good. This side was golden. That's my picture. That's my picture side. <laughs> oh my God, he punched your retainer. I've never, you know what? That is hilarious. Some guy punched your retainer. My God. He tried to hit, he tried to hit me, but hit my chest. My retainer was right there. So he boss it up. Oh boss my. Up. You know, I lost my retainer on, I was going to Hawaii to see auntie and I put my retainer on like the food tray and then I went to go use the restroom or something. And then I came back and they had cleared my food tray and my retainer was in there. I got in so much trouble. Oh my God. I was on my way to Hawaii for like a month and and, and I I lost my, my retainer was in the trash compactor. Your teeth are perfect except for that one in the front right there. Boss off. Mine or yours? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know, as I get older, my teeth, you know, I've always been known to have such white teeth. It get are different, but maybe it's because, you know, I, you know, I don't drink wine very much anymore, but maybe it was all my years of wine drinking, but I feel like they're still kind of, they're still good looking white. I, I want to tell everybody out there what, what, what are you drinking? You're drinking some, uh, maybe Hennessy will yes. sponsor our show. Hennessy. Yes. Hennessy, if you come up, I really like that VSOP. That VSOP is good. The I don't V-Sop. know what you, yeah, the VSOP is where we're drinking right now. So if you're out there, Hennessy, you know V-Sop what? It up. I want to know, I used to know what VSOP means. I'm going to look it up right now. Oh yeah. Okay. Very superior old pale. That's what, no kidding. That's what VSOP cognacs are. Didn't we, that's wait, wait, wait. Is Cuvassier also a cognac? Cuvassier? Yes, it yeah. is a cognac. Yeah. My dad used yeah. to drink that. That's he's a ladies. He's a ladies man. He's a ladies man. Your dad is so cool. I love your dad. Yeah. I remember. I know he drinks. Uh, he used to drink um, Cuvassier. I remember that in a little cup, a little glass, like this. Man. Do I mean, they? Do they make Schlitz? They don't make Schlitz anymore, do they? I don't see Schlitz. Listen, listen. Shout out to y'all, Schlitz malt liquor drinkers. You're all like crazy, fucking crazy. 
But do you remember this? Okay, I'm a, this is really scandalous, but we were we're still we came out okay. I think I don't know why we yeah. came out okay. No, I'm just joking. I know why because we got a lot of love in our family. We really do. Yeah. We, I mean, we got I, a lot of angels looking out for us, boy. Because whoa, we do. He was on our side. Do you remember one year? You know, we were in Hawaii, and we were. I was uh, 13, and you were 11 and a half, or almost 12. Gina was yes. like 10 or something. And my sister was right. like three. We brought Eileen with us that time. And she was out and sleeping. Yes. But we went into the bathroom and uh, we found one of uncle's, um, you know, Ganya, Ganja stash. Yeah, it was, a, it was a weed plant right in front of the doorbell. We're tripping off. We're like, yeah, I don't know what to do with this. But I but know what to do with this. We were so weird. Like we went into the bathroom and we tried to roll a joint with toilet paper. <laughs> the leaves we didn't even take the butt we took the leaves like yes. we thought we really were smart and we didn't have no other papers can roll that shit up wet and in toilet paper and we hit it we thought we were fucking so cool because we thought we were alive you know what i mean well we lit it do you remember i remember we lit it and it was in toilet paper we got it all thick the toilet paper we we're like okay let's light it and we try to light it and it like burned really fast and we were like and then we we actually i feel like i i was like i don't think anything happened but maybe because no. then after we were so hungry and auntie came home and we were like making like five packs of top ramen. And we were just like, eat. we were like so hungry. <laughs> uh, no, cause we, 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 we could not have, because that thing was basa. It was just, it was, it was a wet leaf rolled in toilet paper that, that the, that the toilet paper burned around the wet leaf. It so did. I don't even know how it did. We, we, it was funny cousin, but I remember that we thought we were so fun. We're like, Ooh, what is that? That I is know. the leaf of life. <laughs> She was in our band. We used to, you know, our air band. We right, always, right. always with me. And yeah. then Gina would be in the background with her tennis yeah. racket, air guitar. Yeah. And, and, she, and her headband and wristbands because we had to, we had to juice her up. We had the headband and she had the wristbands. I know she had the wristbands and she had the glasses, like the new wave glasses. And she would just go in the back and, play it, and we'd be in the front. And I would always be like, the, I don't know. I was kind of bossy. Kind of, I feel bad about that in my life. I was always like, you do this, you do that. I don't know. You're directing, you're directing. I was, that was directing. a directing job. I was a director. Yeah, that's so funny. But I know, I feel, I, God, we should just, you know what? We should bring, well, I guess it's karaoke. But we did a lot of karaoke in our house too. Remember? I, I didn't even know that was called. We were just mic and singing. You know, say put on the put on the record. We had records back in our days, our tape recorders. Kids don't know about those things. You know, they might look at that thing and it's like, "What the f is this?" It was music. It was it was our way of entertainment. I know. You know, we got to do a segment, um, an episode on music because music was such a big part of our growing up. Remember all the all the oldies, Stevie Wonder. You know, one nation under a group. <laughs> oh, you know what? I want to let everybody out there know in podcast land that we we named our podcast Under the Groove. The song is actually Under a Groove, but we tried to change it up a little okay. bit. You, know? you got it? Yeah. You, you got that? Understand that? <laughs> got it, folks? Because, because you know what? We were always under a groove, Bun. We were always doing something yes. crazy and fun. Like, I mean, yes. getting to all kinds of crazy stuff. And but you but you know, I became a square kind of too when I when I moved, you know, when from the city we moved up to, you know, Santa Rosa, and then all of a sudden I became a square peg. Oh, square peg. 
Whoa, hey, hey. I, I did. I became a square. No, we, we had some cool times up there. You're building up a house up in Fairfax, something. And as a kid, Not we Fairfax. went up there. I don't know where it was. Where was that? Fair something? something Fair, it was called Fairway Estates. There it goes. <laughs> but we used to we used to hike to that uh, uh, little lake in in fucking skinny dip and fish for bluegills and oh that shit was fun. You know what was so cool? Once we moved up to Santa Rosa, like we had we lived right on the park, and we so you and I and Gene we would take off and we would just go with our bikes, pack a lunch. Um, I was thirteen, you were twelve. Gina was like eleven or maybe ten. I forget. Is Gina two years younger than me? I forget. Let's keep her. Let's let's keep her at the same age. Let's just make her nine for everything. All right, Gina, you're nine. We love you, baby. But um, she was nine, and you know the one thing about Jean, I always had to have her on my handlebars, no matter where we were riding. Yeah. It was in the sunset or wherever on Irving Street. I always had Gina on my handlebars. Right there, yeah, people gotta understand. Let me describe my sister. She was what you call petite. You know what I mean? <laughs> really, really small because she fit on, on the handlebars. Like you could, you could ring the bell when she was on the handlebars because she's so petite. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now that for you, uh, that's called petite. <laughs> yes, you know, for you fancy guys, <laughs> that's it. For you fancy guys, it's petite. <laughs> Yeah, she was always on my handlebars. I'd be like, Gene, we're all oh, on Gina. He was kind of like Gina, if you're listening to it. <laughs> Gina, if you're listening to this, sorry, not sorry. You know, you gotta understand. You're just a part of, you know, you're a part of the band, so you gotta take it. Just take it. Oh my gosh, part of the band. You know what? You know what we should do? We should when we get together next time, we should do some air bands and like do like, you know. All right, all right, all right. Is that a challenge for these well, kids called nowadays? I don't know because I was with in the car with the kids like a couple years ago, like maybe I don't know. And then the like it was like Keani in the back and everything. And and my on my you know my stereo in my car it was said it said Nikki Mina J. And I was like, who is this Nikki Mina J? And then they're like, Auntie, <laughs> that's not Nikki Mina J. That's Nikki Minaj. And I was like, oh, sorry, I didn't know Nikki Mina J. <laughs> Gina told me a story. She's she's like her best friend, like still to this day. She goes, you know, when my when when um I met my best friend and I told her my brother was you, and she was like, "That's your brother." Because <laughs> Gina was so oh. square and straight laced and studious, and then she had you as a brother, square. and then she was like that. She's like, "Gary Louie is your brother? What?" That's right. I want to tongue wrestle with him. Tongue wrestle. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Like, you know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean shit, cousin. <laughs> uh, all I can think, right, is if you got older and you're referred to as a dinosaur, you know what you'd be called? What? Lickalotopus. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, I'm sorry. Well, I'm listen, sorry. older, apologize. you know, you know what an owl is an owl. No, no. Tell me. It's an older, wiser lesbian. And that's me. Okay. So it better not mess with me. I'm an older, wiser lesbian. Oh my gosh. These podcasts are getting, 
is getting good. I mean, really, you, you really bring out the craziness in this, in this show. I mean, cousin. I love our Talking show. Talking about Gina. I mean, Gina's really not going to send me a birthday Christmas card this year. I'm sorry, Gina. Why? But I'm not sorry. She's going to send you a birthday Christmas card this year. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, is. This is a she funny is. story. Gina, this is a funny story. Gina, when you, it was like, uh, we were still teenagers or not even junior high. And then Gina, I came over to your Gungan, Gungan grandpa's uh, grandma's house. So that's your, so tell everybody who Gungan grandma are. Gungan grandma are my dad's parents that lived up in Diamond Heights. So we, I went over there and, uh, and Gina was like, oh, she was like all mad. And I was like, Gina, what's the matter? She goes, Luca Bun got me for my birthday. And I was like, what? <laughs> I can't even, this is so funny because I don't even know if they even know, people are going to know what these things are. She, so, this is so bun. Oh my God. Because you, oh, you know what? You are such a sweet person, but you know, sometimes, you know, don't even hold back. You get, you, she goes, look at yep. got me for my birthday. And I was like, what? She goes, he got me a cassette single, not even the whole cassette. <laughs> 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 it was. I don't even know who this, who the artist was. <laughs> I did because I didn't like all the other songs. It was just a waste of money. So she just get the hit one. Yeah, you got her the one song on the cassette. It was just one song, and it was a cassette tape with <laughs> one song. But she was pissed. She was like, "He didn't even get me the whole cassette. He just got me the single." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny." Oh my whoever, whoever there out there podcast like you relate to that because back in our days that's what they had and if you were working with the budget i'm talking about somebody that didn't have a job <laughs> that was a dollar, single that was a dollar 99 yes and my sister was well worth every penny because she was she was l7 boy squared up <laughs> we love you gene that's it for under the groove this week we got a lot more to talk about so if you like what you're hearing tune in New episodes of Under the Groove drop every Sunday.